But now still in its 30th anniversary year, that time-honoured antidote to power games is back. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week at the Malvern Festival Theatre in the fine county of Worcestershire. The town nestles in the Malvern Hills under the Worcestershire Beacon. After climbing to the summit, many hikers gaze out across 14 counties, and under certain weather conditions, it's possible to catch a sight of Birmingham. <laughs> Despite the many clearly posted warning signs. <laughs> Famous names associated with the area include Sir Edward Elgar. It was here that he composed his Enigma Variations, which later found great commercial stage success as Bletchley Park the Musical. <laughs> the, the nearby public school, Malvern College, was founded in 1862. This was taken over during World War II by the Air Ministry, as a research base exploiting advances in microwave technology to develop an aircraft tracking radar system. Expected to take many months of development, they actually managed it in just two and a half minutes. <laughs> as a result, air defences could readily identify and bring down Luftwaffe bombers, the aircraft being hit by a barrage of piping hot ready-cooked pigeons. <laughs> Famous old boys of Malvern College include the occultist Alistair Crowley, and it was here that he first became interested in black magic, the paranormal, and reincarnation. Crowley was buried in St. Wolfram's Churchyard in 1934, at Golders Green Synagogue in 1956, <laughs> and finally in 1972 at the West Dudley Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Another notable grave... Another notable grave at St. Wolfram's is that of Britain's first recorded fatal case of asbestosis. The poor chap was buried there in 1827, but not until after they'd spent three weeks trying to cremate him. <laughs> the ancient county of Worcestershire has much to admire, including Hagley Hall, the family seat of the Littleton dynasty. Ah. Ah. Set in 350 acres of superbly landscaped deer park, the house contains Van Dyke masterpieces and fine Chippendale furniture. The land, house and title have passed down the line to my cousin, Viscount Cobham, the 8th Lord Littleton and his heirs, reminding me that at any given time I am but one small and entirely fatal minibus accident away <laughs> from wealth, privilege and complete idleness beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> I could be up there with Duke Ellington and Count Basie without even trying. <laughs> A world-famous local product is, of course, Worcestershire sauce. The first reference dates from 1642, when Oliver Cromwell proudly proclaimed to Parliament that he had won the bottle of Worcester. <laughs> The 
thanks to drawing yellow 61 in that year's Roundhead Social Club raffle. <laughs> However, it, it wasn't until 1835 that the famous dark and spicy condiment was discovered by two chemists, Lee and Perrins. Their ingredients remain a closely guarded secret even today, known only to a handful of members of the Lee and Perrins families and anyone who can be bothered to read the label marked ingredients. <laughs> ingredients on the side of the bottle. To the unknowing outsider, the Worcestershire of today is often considered a sleepy backwater, where simple elderly folks spend quiet days untroubled, <laughs> untroubled by the modern world. A reputation that can only be reinforced when I say, it's time to meet the teams. <laughs> they are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And, and on my right, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Andy Hamilton. And getting ready to keep an eye on the scores and eager to get them down for the teams, please welcome... Please welcome our lovely scorer, the ever-delightful Samantha. Okay, let's, let's kick off with a round of cost cutters. And if this isn't a surefire winner, then I'm a Dutch uncle. <laughs> Which reminds me, I have to say a quick hello to my young nephew, Case van der Schippelgroten. <laughs> I'd like your suggestions, please, teams, of cut-price versions of films, radio and TV shows that you may have noticed. Barry, will you start, please? The North London martial arts film, Crouch and Tiger, Hand and Dragon. <laughs> Tim. That's close to the man who came to Pinner. <laughs> Andy. Captain Corelli's manly grin. <laughs> Graham Garden. Tipping the Velcro. <laughs> My little thin Turkish christening. Tara, 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 the Tomkinson story. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch, repairing your airbed. <laughs> Remains of the day, reheated and used again the following day. <laughs> the good, the bad and the Robin Cook. <laughs> None with the wind. <laughs> They shoot hamsters, don't they? <laughs> Austin Powers, the plumber who lagged me. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> it's time to ask the teams now to sing one song to the tune of another. <laughs> and they'd have to have been half asleep for the last 20 years not to know how this works. So what happens, teams, is that each of you is presented with a song from which the words have been omitted and replaced with the lyrics from a second song from which the tune has been discarded. Still not clear? OK, well, try to imagine you have two electric lamps, but in one of the lamps the light bulb has failed. You could swap it over for the good one. It doesn't matter why one of them has failed, although it's almost certainly because you bought it cheaply from some dodgy market trader. <laughs> Their light bulbs are certainly good value, but they do have a habit of going out if handled badly. They're not built to withstand rough treatment, <laughs> such, as, such as putting electricity through them. 
To be fair, they probably work well enough where they come from. Some sweatshop in Uzbekistan, no doubt, where if the main supply goes above seven volts, they classify it as a power surge. <laughs> Mind you, in those places, even a deadlight bulb is considered something of a luxury compared with what they normally have. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking, teams. <laughs> what could possibly be more dim than a deadlight bulb? At the piano, we have Collins. <laughs> Collins Sell. Right, we'll start with you, Graham. Will you please sing the words of Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence to the tune of Happy Days Are Here Again? Well, hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And a vision that was planted in my brain It still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and the damp Oh, in my eyes was stabbed by the flash of a neon light That split the night and touched the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw a... Right, it's you now, Andy. Will you please sing the words of the theme to Neighbours to the tune of Al Dalton's Swanee? Everybody needs good neighbors, just a friendly wave each morning. Helps them make a better day. Neighbors need to get to know each other. Next door is only a footstep away. Neighbors, everybody needs good neighbors. With a little understanding, you can find a perfect blend. Neighbors should be there for one another, mammy. Your turn, Barry. Oh. Would you sing the words of the Spice Girls song Wannabe to the tune of Delilah? <laughs> I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want So tell me what you want What you really, really want I want a heart I want a heart I want a heart I want a heart I want to really, really, really Want to sing it exactly Finally, Tim, would you please sing the words of the Muppet Show theme to the tune of Danny Boy? <laughs> it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. <laughs> it's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to raise the curtain on the Muppet Show tonight. 
Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. And now let's get things started. Why don't you get things started? It's time to get things started. On the most sensational, inspirational, celebration, muppetational, this is what we call the Muppet Show. Our next round is all about those staples of the TV schedules, soap operas. It's quite amazing how our daily lives have changed since the introduction of television. I recall back in the early 50s how we sat looking at this strange wooden box in the corner, peering at a fuzzy grey face by way of an evening's entertainment. But then TV arrived. <laughs> so we put the lid back on Granny's coffin and took it and... <laughs> and took her down to the cemetery. In DIY Soap, I shall ask each of you teams to take the part of a character and to improvise four scenes from a typical episode of a soap opera set in the East End of London. Scene changes will be signalled by me sounding the horn. I've, I've provided you teams with an electronic sampler containing a selection of Cockney sound effects to play in. You've got those? Yep. Yes. Right. Now, these are your characters. Andy, you're Vic Rubb, barman of the Queen Albert. Barry, you're Pat Pending, a market trader. Tim, you're dot com, a, a laundrette tycoon. And Graham, you're Tristram Pansy, a second-hand car salesman and local hard man. Okay, the episode title is Who Shot Medium-Sized Mo? So, teams, transport us, if you will, to the bar of the Queen Albert for another gripping edition of... Cockney Street. <laughs> yeah, they, they, medium sized Moe's been shot. Again and again. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you something else as well. Well, he's fed it to a lion, whoever he is. Yeah, somebody's nicked one of my cars. <laughs> They've made up, made they get away in it. Blimey, these policemen get younger and younger. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the street market. Lovely pears! Thank you very much. <laughs> gorgeous players, gorgeous players. Freddie Smith's Britain's a fan. Gorgeous, what was that? They've shot her again. <laughs> no, 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 they've shot Granny Smith, look. Oh, no. <laughs> Big issue, mate. <laughs> I'm not made of money. Yeah. Hello, handsome. Fancy a good time? <laughs> Mo, I thought you was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the laundrette. <laughs> well, I'm not washing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've only used it once. 
I heard about a little mouse, no, medium-sized mouse. <laughs> no, no, what happened to little mouse? <laughs> oh, Mum. That poor family. Who? <laughs> 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 I tell you what, I'm not impressed with the police response times right here. Here, I think I know who's behind this. What? I think it was... Oh! <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, in the second-hand car lot... <laughs> right. <laughs> He's brought it back. <laughs> you know, I reckon we'll read all about this in the papers soon. Hey, this did it! What'd I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Big issue, mate. Oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor girl. Is that Mo still hanging on? Never mind about Mo, mate. What about that iceberg? <laughs> Thank God that's over. I'm bursting. Always <laughs> fun this the next round is called Quote Unquote and is played in tribute to the long-running radio quiz which is hosted by Nigel Reese, as all the show's regular listeners will know. Hang on, I misread that. <laughs> hosted by Nigel Reese, As all the show's regular listeners will know each other personally... <laughs> they'll need little by way of explanation. OK, teams, I have a selection of some famous and some not-so-famous quotations, but where do they come from? Tim, you first. To be or not to be, that is the question. This is Shakespeare choosing a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went for to be in the end. Is that right? Usually well, when almost. we do this game, I have the correct answers written in between the, uh, the, the funny ones, but... I only mention it because sometimes they're funnier than the funny ones. <laughs> Barry, who said, I know I have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but I have the heart of a king? Christian Barnard's first patient. <laughs> Graham, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears and sweat. Yeah, that was Winston Churchill emptying his carrier bag on Ready Steady Cook. <laughs> Andy, and now for something completely different. Oh, that was Gorbachev announcing the dismantling of communism. <laughs> Back to you again, Tim. It's good night from me and it's good night from him. That'll be Christine Hamilton. Barry, who said, I'm not a number, I'm a free man? Martin Sixsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, who's... Graham, who said, shut that door? Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> In a slightly higher-pitched voice. <laughs> Andy, here's one for you. He's dead, Jim. That's uh, the stage manager on Bullseye. <laughs> 
<laughs> After that awful stray dart incident, they hushed it all up. Awful. Here's some for anyone to answer. Where does this come from? I'm going out now, I may be some time. This is probably a note on Geoffrey Archer's cell door. <laughs> who said, if you build it, he will come. Um, that was advice given to the wife of an architecture fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> who said, it's nine in the frame, let's get on with the game. Da Vinci painting Last Supper. <laughs> what about this? Don't have nightmares. Oh, that's Robin Cook's chat-up line. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, who said, just put your lips together and blow? That was Colin Sell's piano teacher. (laughs) (laughs) You love that word, and finally, don't you? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Music to my ears. (laughs) Only time on this bloody show. The teams are going to sing for us now in the round called Just a Minute. This is a musical version of the wildest classic Just a Minute, hosted by Nicholas Parsons, who is arguably the wittiest man on radio. Though it's not an argument that anybody's ever won. (laughs) In Just a Minute, the players are required to speak for 60 seconds without hesitation, deviation or repetition. As ours is a musical version of the game, we've asked Colin Sell to provide piano accompaniment. Colin was telling us that he recently wrote a horn concerto for two cornets. <laughs> the client was so impressed he threw it in a mivy and a chalk ice as well. <laughs> OK, the song for our musical version of Just a Minute is the Birmingham hit Brown Girl in the Ring. You can start, but... Uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> when it says you can start Graham, I don't mean you to start Colin Sell, for goodness sake. <laughs> you are watching a family at war. Press that gun. <laughs> Press that gun button. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can start this, Graham. <clears throat> Girl in the ring, tra la 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 la. What? 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 Tim. Hesitation right from the word go. Oh, he didn't say the word go. (laughs) That's true. Fair enough. Carry on a bit longer, Graham, but not too long. (laughs) There's a tanned lady in the circle. Fiddly dee 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 dee. There's what? D. Fiddly D D D D. Repetition. Yeah, you didn't bother about la 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 on the first line. <laughs> no, we should have done. It's but you, I wasn't Andy. allowed to. Person of colour, female in the circle. I just wanted to join in this round. <laughs> I tell you who hasn't had a go, Bill. I've got little sticky tapes by all these lights, and it says Barry Graham, Tim, Bill. Was I late booking, is that what you're telling yeah. me? <laughs> I wonder if it I had bit... Mr Deeds written across the top of my <laughs> Might have been Bill Bailey from the last series, <laughs> that is sad. Carry on, Barry. 
I don't know where we were in the song. Where were we, Colin? What? Deviation. Never. Colin and I are just friends. <laughs> la, 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 Barry. Oh, great. Colin repeated laugh. Challenge from Barry. What? (laughs) Sorry, um, switch the light off. (laughs) Lolly, low, la, lum. Show me emotion. That's revolting. Tim. Lolly, low, la, two la's. No, two la's. All right, all right then. Hesitation. (laughs) Gross hesitation. She looks like a sugar in a plum dancing green gauge. Show me emotion, trolley line you Come on, demonstrate some feces. Gibberish. (laughs) Demented gibberish. The man's lost it. Repetition, there were two loos there. Two loos, low trick. You've got a posh house? Oh, well, God. it's very nearly time to Do end. Do people still... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. As I was saying before, I was so thunderously interrupted by Colin Sell, it's very nearly time to end the show, but not before we squeeze in a round of the Conservative Party songbook. <laughs> Samantha tells me she has to nip off to a special Welsh Conservative Association dinner for their most senior MP, whose name is said to be almost impossible to pronounce. She certainly found the longest-standing Welsh member a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) So while she's away enjoying that, I'd like the teams to please suggest song titles likely to appeal to an audience of Conservatives. Graham, will you start, please? It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Bring back those lazy, crazy, hazy days of gummer. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the anti-Europeans, they always sing, I fought the law and the law won. <laughs> On a bank by a river, a little blue tit cries, Portillo, Portillo. Chaz and Dave's uh, songs. Tibbit, tibbit, tibbit. <laughs> and their other one, Archer. <laughs> I've got, uh, well, a selection really. Obla di, obla da, do a diddy, diddy dum, diddy do, uh, boom bang a bam, boom bang a bang. In fact, any of the major speeches by Michael Howard. <laughs> the blue rinse matrons of Virginia water. <laughs> Curry with the whinge on top. <laughs> Douglas heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> I got a brand new common agricultural policy. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as the mushroom gatherer of time plucks the toadstool of destiny and the toad of doom croaks with pain, <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show. So, from the team, Samantha, myself, and the good folk of Malvern, goodbye.
Barry Cryhow, Graham Garden, Andy Hamilton and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. Thank <laughs> you.